0: Hello and welcome to Here's a Johnny's Reviews and my continued look at the Star Wars franchise with The Return of the Jedi coming out in 1983. Some say this is the worst of the original movies, even in Scream 2. Was this mentioned when Killer Mickey, spoilers for that by the way, comes out with Ewok's They Blow? So, did this movie blow or is this unfairly judged? find out here. Starring Mark Hamill, Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher, Billy D. Williams, Peter Mayhew, Anthony Daniels, Kenny Baker, Eric Dermot, Dave Prowse, Alc Guinness, Frank Oz and James Earl Jones. Directed by Richard Marquad. The plot, after rescuing Han Solo Body from Jabba the Hutt, the rebels take on the Emperor and the Imperial forces as they have rebuilt a second Death Star can look, see if it's further from the dark side or is it too late. The movie opens up on yet another scroll and please note, I will be using the original cut of these movies. We then get a shot of the second Death Star which is supposed to be 470% bigger than the last one, also Vader's Super Star Destroyer. Over the planet Endor we then see Vader's shuttle dock in the Death Star, and we see a miffed-off Darth Vader, played by Dave Prowse, and voiced once again by James L. Jones, chewing out some Captain about being hide behind being the schedule. Then we see RTD2, played by Litz Lutz Baker, and 3PO, played by Anthony Daniels, on a desert planet. And I don't care about these names of these planets because, frankly, I'm not that sad. Heading into Jabba the Hutt's palace, once inside, they deal with Jabba's assistant, Bibba Fortuna, played by Michael Carter, and they're finally free to deal with Jabba. We meet the huge greedy slug-like creature Jabba the Hut, which was a puppet costing over $500,000 and took 50 men to puppet and weighed an incredible £2,000. R2 plays the greedy slug Luke Skywalker's message in hologram form and we found that he wants to trade 3PO and R2 for Han's body. He says no and keeps R2 and 3PO then points to the ball saying Han Solo's body is his favourite wall adornment. That night, at a party, Jabba kills his green skinned slave girl by sending her down the rancor pit as Boba Fett, played by Jeremy bullock watches on from the shadows. In Walks a Bounty Hunter with Chewy, played by Peter mew in chains. He holds Jabba hostage man- demanding fifty thousand credits, not twenty five thousand credits, but sets on thirty five thousand credits and a scene goes fucking nowhere. Filler, I'm guessing, because this movie is full of filler. So Chewy is taken away. And the party continues, in the palace we see Lando Kazarian, played by Billy D. Williams, dressed as a palace guard. That night, we find out that the bounty hunter was actually Princess Leia in disguise, Princess Leia played by the late Kerry Fisher. As she releases Han Solo, pulled by Harrison Ford from its carbonite prison, however, it's a trap as Jabba comes out of the shadows laughing. Han is thrown in jail and Leia is sent into a slave. In the jail cell, Han and Chewie reunite. Unfortunately, Han has space blindness, so is blind for about 20 minutes of the first part of this movie. Next morning, Luke Skywalker, played by Mark Hamill, walks in the palace dressed as Black Jedi, and tries to barter for Han's life. As at Jabba's tail, we see slave girl Leia, and white banks for 40-year-old virgins have been filled ever since. Note, Katie Fisher refused to wear tit-tape, as a wardrobe hand had to make sure her boobs were kept in place, as this was just a metal gold bikini with no under bikini because Josh Lucas was a fucking arsewipe and refused to give her underwear all throughout this movie. In fact, all throughout this bloody franchise. Luke tries to use his Jedi mind trick, but it doesn't work on Jabba. So much so, he sends Luke down to the pit to deal with the Rancor, which he deals with with ease as it eats one of Jabba's pig guards. Trapping the huge Rancor in a door of its own cell, Luke then escapes. Han, Chewy, and Luke are taken aboard Jawa's barge to be fed to the Salak Pit Beast. On board Jawa's barge, he throws a party in order to celebrate his victory over the Jedi, in which we see Arthur reduced to a drinks table as he serves drinks on his head. Over the Salak pit, Luke makes his daring escape, and Boba Fett is knocked out of the sky and fed to it. Killing everyone's favorite useless character, given a grand total of ten minutes of screen time throughout the entire franchise, not counting the bloody prequels. Uh, Leia chokes Jawa to death using the chain she was wrapped in, or chained in rather. As R two throws Luke his green lightsaber and makes short work of the guards, Han rescues Lando from almost falling into the pit, as Luke saves Leia from Jawa's barge, then blows it up. They all escape note anthony daniels had a panic attack at jabba's as jabba's pet rat creature eats 3po's eyes so this whole scene had to be dubbed and god knows why i did that into it but that's all piece of information i got off the bloody director's commentary in space han and co fly off in the falcon as luke and r head back to dagobah back on a death star we see the emperor played by eve mcdermott has arrived flanked by his red imperial guards the emperor tells veda not to look for luke as he will come to him, and he will turn him to the dark side. On Dagobah, Luke finds a dying Yoda, played by Frank Oz, or voiced rather, by Oz, and he tells him, Vedas is indeed his father, and Luke is his sister, and then just dies, what a completely useless cameo this was. After Luke doubts himself over the power of the dark side, in walks the ghost of Voix, Konobi, played by Alec Guinness, and it's here he tells him, he didn't lie, as Darth Vader did kill his father, Anakin Skywalker, when he turned to the dark side, so it was a half-truth. BULLSHIT! Note, Alex Guinness filmed his entire cameo in one hour. Obi-Wan tells Luke, Leia is indeed his sister. On board a rebel ship, a plan is set in place to block the Death Star 2 and kill the Emperor in one fell step. Led by Admiral Akbar played by Tim Rose and voiced by Eric Burfield. It's here, Leia and Han volunteer to land on a forest moon of Endor to turn off the shield around the Death Star 2. Han hands over the Falcon to Lando and he flies off an Imperial shuttle heading to the moon forest plant of Endor. With that, he flies off with Chewie, Leia, Luke, R2 and 3PO. On board the Death Star 2, the Emperor tells Vader to hide a fleet on the dark side of the moon, so I'm guessing he's a Pink Floyd fan then. Arriving at the moon, Han and Chewie bluff their way onto the surface as in Super Star Destroyer, Vader feels Luke's presence. On the planet, Han and Chewie deal with two Stormtroopers, however one gets away on a speed speeder. So Luke and Leia give chase, facing off against several more, Leia crashes and is taken hostage by the Ewoks as Luke kills the others. Again, I can't think of this movie without thinking of either Star Wars Lego or Family Guy Something Something Dark Side. Heading back to Rebels, Luke asks where Leia is with Hand telling him she didn't return, so off they go to hunt for her, including the dear useless C-3PO, who's always complaining and worrying about the bloody danger of the situation, like a camp little twat he is. Back with Leia, and we meet Wicked the Ewok, played by Warwick Davis, in his first film role aged 13, and apparently he fell in love with Carrie Fisher. Also, hundreds of other Ewok's the bane of this movie for some people, and some say it's actually worse than Jar Jar Binks. Once taming the little Ewok with a food ration, Wicked and her are now the best of friends. They almost get caught by two stormtroopers. Wait, they're in a forest. Why aren't they called forest troopers? If on Hoff they were called snowtroopers, why aren't these called forest troopers? Anyway, moving on. Until Wicked distracts one long enough, for Leia to not come out when using a stick and to kill the other one with a few well-placed blaster shots, once again proving she's the greatest shot in the Star Wars franchise. On the Death Star 2, Vader's brought up to see the Emperor, and according to the intimate database, the seat A. McDoward is sitting in was supposed to be uh, motorized, but it didn't work, so he had to shuffle him with his feet, because George Lucas is a cheap bastard. Vader tells him he can feel Luke's presence on the moon. However, the Emperor fails to feel this one and sends him down to face off against Luke because why the fuck would he believe Vader if he can't feel it himself? He's a great Emperor of the dark side. But moving on. Back with Luke and Co. Han finds the speeder. Leia blew up. Chewie then walks into an Ewok trap and all of them are caught taken back to the Ewok base camp where Leia has yet another hairstyle. And Luke uses the force to trick the Ewoks. After they think 3PO is a god, 3PO tells Ewoks the plot of their previous two movies in storyboard mode. And finally, after 15 minutes of this crap, the plot can fucking move on. And I see why people hate these little furballs because this thing drags. Luke and Leia leave the party, and it's here. Luke tells Leia they are indeed brother and sister. With that, Luke runs off to face Vader. Han comes out of the party and acts all jealous as. Leia tells him she wants to be left alone. Again, why is this kind of my favourite? He's a selfish, nasty, egotistical arsehole, but moving on. Vader lands on the moon and boards an attack which just so happens to hold Luke. Handy that. The captain hands over Luke and his green lightsaber to Vader, and the two have a chit-chat about Luke feeling good in Vader, also how Luke refuses to turn to the dark side. With that, Luke is taken away and on board the Death Star 2. Han and co get to the shield generator and finally after an hour and 22 minutes 20 minutes of which are the fucking ewoks this plot kicks the fuck in in space the rebel fleet has arrived as the falcon and several x-wings do a sweep around him with that they'll jump to hyperspace. back on the moon the ewoks show them the back door to the shield generator as one of the ewoks steals a speeder and is chased by the near useless forest stormtroopers leaving the entrance unguarded now inside, the shield generator rebels plant bombs, meanwhile on a Death Star 2, Luke is taken by Vader to the Emperor, he refuses to turn to the dark side, so the Emperor taunts him, oh and it's a trap! As the Death Star 2 is full operational and not defenceless as first thought, then why the hell have a shield generating around the fucking thing then? On the moon, Han and Lair are caught and it's down to the Ewoks to rescue them, the fleet have arrived and it's a trap! Yes, I'll continue to see that until this thing gets funny, which it won't, so I'm going to continue to do it anyway, because family taught me this. After an hour and 30 minutes, we finally have a space battle. This battle, sorry, this space battle and the Emperor's taunts pisses off Luke. Vader and Luke have another saber duel. As on the moon, the entire Imperial force are taken down by teddy bears and sticks. 3PO leads a troop of stormtroopers into a trap and the fight is on between the most useless shots in film history and everybody's favourite furballs to hate. This fight is truly pathetic as you're trying to tell me fully grown men who are fully armed and armoured cannot deal with little 2 feet to 3 feet furry bears with sticks and crossbows, really? Uh, R2 helps Leia and Han into the shield generator, meanwhile in space the rebels are holding on against the imperial force. With more taunting from the Emperor and a firing from the Death Star too, Luke strikes the Emperor which is blocked by Vader and it's round two. On the moon, R2 gets fried by a Stormtrooper so Han has to hotwire his way into the shield generator. Chewie then steals a walker for the help from the Ewoks. With Chewie in control of the walker, the battle turns. Such a shame too because these useless Ewoks were getting slaughtered hand over fist. And the Ewoks take on and take down walker after walker, including one ridiculously Linton-style by tripping itself over logs. Really? Leia is wounded by a stormtrooper blaster, however kills them all after she returns the line. I love you, and I know. Chewie shows up in his walker, and blasts open the doors on a Death Star 2, looking for to continue their fight. Note, this isn't David Prowse in the scene, but another stuntman, as Prowse was blamed for revealing the secret of Empire Strikes Back. Luke refuses to fight Vader, so Vader throws his lightsaber at him, and the catwalk Luke is stunning one, collapses around him. Back on the moon, Han gets into the generator and places the bombs yet again. On the Death Star 2, Vader finds out about Leia. This ticks off Luke, and the fight is back on. Luke cuts off Vader's hand. Again more taunting from the Emperor, as Luke refuses to fight him, so he pulls out the force lightning, with Luke's pleading vader throws the emperor to his death down the shaft the generator blows up and his shield is down so it's down to lando to block the death star from within the force lighting has messed up vader's breathing apparatus so luke takes him away only to die in his arms without his mask on inside the death star lando and x-wings deal with tie fighters as outside Admiral akbar blows up the super star destroyer as it takes down another star destroyer the falcon and an x-wing take down the death star's power source then Hytale out there as it blows up, down in the moon they celebrate the Death Star blowing up yet again, as Leia tells Han Luke is her brother, the two kiss and Ben's Solo was made, Luke burns Vader's body as the Ewoks throw a party, fireworks go off, the ghosts of Yoda, Obi-Wan and Vader show up as credits a roll. So that was Jedi, not as good as Empire or Star Wars. The effects are crap, the story is too boring. The script is awful, the Ewoks and Sith 3 po are super fucking annoying, and this is just a pathetic letdown for such a terrible franchise. 2 out of 10, I don't get why these bloody moves are so big. But anyway, moving on. Come back next week for my in-depth look at The Force Awakens. Then next month is my look at Lost Boys franchise, July's American Pie, August is Summer Hits of 87, September Hannah Lecter. October is Halloween, my look at the first three hellers of movies and don't forget to leave a like follow and share on my soundcloud account also follow me on twitter at here's johnny's pod or email me what you thought of this podcast to here's johnny's reviews at gmail.com check out my other franchise podcasts of the omen psycho resident evil and underworld also check out my solo podcast of donny darko dr Who movie rob zombies halloween one and two and many and many more and a goodbye